Hey, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs, the Lockdown NBA Network. I am Jeff Garcia, your host for today. I'm also with Ken's Five San Antonio. Glad to have you back. Yeah, so the Spurs lost uh, the other day against Sacramento, making them one and one in this four game road trip. But sure, it was a loss. But in the last ten games, they're five and five. So little by little, you know, they're playing a little more five hundred ball as the season progresses. Currently, they sit at eleven eighteen and. There's only one game out of the play-in tournament. That's going to be talking about today. Would it be so terrible? Would it be so bad if this Spurs team were to make the play-in game? And also, we'll catch you up with some news and notes that you may have missed. I am joined by my good friend. He is Michael Jimenez. He's with San Antonio Sports Star, host of Halftime. Michael, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs. And this, this doesn't bode well for tank watchers, does it? Uh, yeah, you know, going five and five over the last 10 games. But the thing is, the Spurs have only gone from being the fifth worst record to the sixth worst record. So it's kind of weird how all that's working. But yeah, yeah. they're only one game out of the uh, 10th spot. So the play in game is very, very possible. It's very much within reach. It is, it is very much w- within reach. And look, um, you know, they lost against Sacramento, but. You know, last night they played against the Clippers, a Clippers team that had lost two in a row, you know, obviously without Kawhi Leonard. Then they got a a Lakers game, a Lakers team that is just in disarray. They're just a mess. Uh, So it's possible they go three and one on this road trip, thus making the play-in game very, very viable. And before we continue, I want to urge everybody to give Michael a follow on Twitter. Follow him on Twitter at MikeESPNSA. Michael. Let's just, you know, get in our crystal balls here. Let's get in our DeLorean and join, um, you, you know, Doc Brown, traveling to the future, and ask, would it be so terrible? Would it be the end of the world if this team were to make the play-in game? Your thoughts? It wouldn't be the end of the world, but it wouldn't be optimal either. Um, there's two areas that you want to be in in the NBA right now, my opinion which is you want to be one of the top six teams so that you can avoid the play-in tournament, or you want to be out of the tournament altogether. Uh, for me, the worst thing to happen is to finish in the 7, 8, 9, or 10 spot yeah. because you you're technically have a chance of making the playoffs, and if you do, you're going to get smoked in the first round. Mm-hmm. And what's the consolation prize at that point? Uh, the number 10 or 11 pick in the draft? You know, so it's one of those things where it's a it's a treadmill to nowhere. Whenever you're in that in that that bubble tournament there of uh, seven, eight, nine, ten, so I would rather the Spurs either do one of two things, man, make a run and get one of the top six spots, or hang back and and I'm not saying that I hope for losses or anything like that, but it'd be in the best interest of the team if they had a better draft pick instead of going into the tournament. Yeah, look. Um... Let's talk about the pros of making making the tournament here. The pros, obviously, the big one is this young team gets somewhat of experience playing in kind of a pressure cooker game at the NBA level. Last season, or the when they did make the uh, play-in game, it wasn't led by your DeJounte Murrays, your Keldons. It was actually the vets, you know, DeMar DeRozan, you know, Rudy Gay. They were the ones leading the team. Now, I would love to see this young team play against uh, another team that is just as desperate as they are if they want to chase the playoffs. I think that would do good for their uh, learning curve, Michael. I mean, we're, we're just looking at the pros right now. We'll get into the cons in a bit, and you highlighted the big one. But 
pro, just more experience. And dare I say, more experience to add to their belts, their collective belts, in case they want to flip these guys in the offseason? Well, a lot of these players already have this experience. I mean, I understand that you want to get more experience. It's better to have more than, than just a little bit. But, you know, you take a look at, at this, you know, we – the Spurs' young core is not very much young anymore. I mean, DeJounte has been around for five or six seasons. Derek White has as well. Lonnie Walker's at the end of his contract. You know, so it's not like these players have not been through battles and not done, not done things at, at, at a high level. I understand they haven't had winning records in recent years. I understand they haven't had the ability to make a, a big run to the playoffs, and that would be beneficial over the long haul for a DeJounte or for a Derek White or Kelvin Johnson and Devin Vassell and players like that. But what I am saying is, is that, you know, it's just one of those things where I think the cons outweigh the pros when it comes to this whole scenario here. Uh, I want the Spurs to get better. I want them to get back to their winning ways. But right now, uh, being one and out in that, in that uh, play-in tournament or two and out in that play-in tournament would not do them any, any good. I mean, it's just one game. Right, yeah. It's just two games. Well, what, what, I mean, how are they going to grow from that? Yeah, and I get that, and um, you know that's why I think uh, if you're going to weigh pros and cons of this team making the eighth, well, the playing tournament to, for a chance to get into the playoffs, I mean, I think that's your only pro. Yeah, you know, if you're looking for a pro on the pro con scale is experience. Um, they got a little bit a few years ago, you know, when they made the playing game, they nearly knocked on playoffs door uh, at the bubble, and then here we go again. They're little by little getting closer to the tr- point where that playing game is viable. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't think it's the end of the world. And I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong, Michael, I don't think making the play-in game, just the game, impacts your draft status. Is that true? Or am I reading that wrong? No, it doesn't impact your draft status because, I mean, if you... So there's another pro you go, right there. You're, you're, you're fine. You're, you're fine. You're well, not impacted. no, not necessarily. Because if you are in the play-in tournament, you know, chances are you're not one of the top eight. You're not one of the bottom eight in the NBA. That's the point I'm trying to make. So you can make a run in that in that playing tournament and not lose your your seating, if you will, in the in 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 the draft. But it's just one of those things where to qualify for it, you have to leapfrog a couple of teams, which means that right now the Spurs have the sixth best chance of making the the uh, you know of winning the lottery. They'd have to drop back to the eighth, ninth, or tenth best opportunity to, to win the lottery, I guess is what I'm saying. So it's just one of those yeah. things, man. You know, yeah, I mean, they, they won't lose spots, but they'll lose ping-pong balls along the way. Well, with Michael Jimenez, he is the host of Halftime. Make sure to listen to him over at San Antonio Sports Star, 12.50 a.m. on your radio dial in San Antonio. Uh, yeah, and let's go to the cons. I think that's where, you know, if we're going to balance this, that's where it may tip the to the point where, okay, Spurs, maybe you don't want to make the play-in tournament. And that is... You mentioned the big one, the ping pong balls, lessens the chances of getting more of them uh, when the draft lottery comes around. The Spurs, you know, look at their roster right now, Michael. It's built on your 11 picks, your 29 picks, your 20 picks. It's built in that area. And they've done good. You know, they're not like that horrible. Devin Vassell, not a bad pick. Kelvin Johnson got lucky. I think the Spurs got lucky that he fell on their laps. Cleveland was going to select them until they goofed up. Um, you know, you're, you're Trey Jones, you know, playing well, and he was a second rounder. If they add more ping pong balls to their uh, odds, Michael, and they get into maybe the top 10, I think that is the biggest pro why this team should avoid the playing game. Your thoughts? 
Oh, most definitely, man. I mean, you, you need to have better players out there. They do a good job with what they've got, whether they're picking 29, they're picking 11, picking 12. They do a very good job in selecting whatever, whatever the best that's available, right? But it's one of those things where it's the best that's available after half the teams in the league have already made a selection. And if you take a look at the Spurs, man, the Spurs winning ways were built on lottery picks. David Robinson, Sean Elliott, and you, you know, take a look at players like Tim Duncan. And to the point where, you know, at 15 with Kawhi Leonard back in the day, the Spurs have built through the draft before. The Spurs need to do that. But the Spurs can't be, you know, getting back to their winning ways and, and be relevant in the, in, in the NBA by picking 11 or 12 every year. This is a treadmill that teams like the Portland Trailblazers have been on, the Indiana Pacers for many, many years, where, you know, they are good enough to make the playoffs, get bounced, but not bad enough to get a good, a good draft pick. And that's the problem. Mm-hmm. You know, it's either a race to the top or a race to the bottom. And being there at, at um, you know, getting into the play-in tournament and potentially making the first round, what's that going to get you? What's that going to get you? Mm-hmm. You're going you're gonna to lose, uh, yeah. you're gonna, you're gonna lose in, in four or lose in five in the first round of the playoffs to the Suns or to Golden State. You're going to get swept. Yeah. I mean, oh, you get experience. Great, you get experience. But in return, you drop seven or eight spots in the draft. I don't get that logic in that. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scam to get you out of your money. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill and take control of your subscriptions now. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't want, need, or just forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. And because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it very, very simple. Just link your accounts. Truebill will take care of the rest to cancel all your unwanted subscriptions in just one tap. Hey, Truebill even has a concierge that is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. I love Truebill. I use it. You should use it too. Truebill has over 200 million users and has helped save them over 100 million bucks. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It can save you thousands of year. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are turning to football as teams are back in the gridiron to start the football season. As always, BetOnline, your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest, open now at BetOnline. Head to the website, BetOnline.ag. Or use your mobile device to sign up today and get yourself a 100% welcome bonus. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. From football, basketball, boxing, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts use promo code LOCKEDON. And I understand Mm -hmm. that Spurs fans don't want to cheer for losses. And when I watch the game, I don't cheer for losses either, man. You know, I was going for the Spurs to beat the Kings. I was hoping they would. I mean, because the Kings were so uh, shorthanded, you know, and, and, you know, now with the Clippers and whatnot. But the thing is, man, is that I, I get very, very frustrated because it's a dangerous game that, that, that the Spurs will be playing if they're just going to be a mediocre team, if they're just going to be a 500 team. Because being a 500 team in the NBA gets you nowhere. It gets you absolutely nowhere. There's no growth pattern 
from 500 mm-hmm. because you're not going to be able to get a good draft pick if you're consistently going 500. Now, I don't want the Spurs to roll over and die every game. I don't want the Spurs to not try. I hope that they, that they get better. But it's just one of those things where I'm just looking at it going, oh, man, they're just good enough to make the play-in. They're just good enough to make the playoffs. Yeah. But the Spurs team is <clears> not <throat> good enough to make a run of the playoffs. I don't care if the Spurs right. beat Golden State and Golden State you know, earlier, uh, uh, earlier in December. I don't care. The Spurs aren't going to take Golden State out in a seven-game series. They're not going to take out the Suns in a seven-game series. Yeah. So, it, I mean, it's just one of those things where I would much rather the Spurs, over the long haul, get better through the draft. And you're going to get better through the draft picking one through seven. You're not going to get better in the draft picking 11 through 20. It's just not the way that it works, that. man. <clears throat> imagine, imagine that. This, this Spurs team was once known as a perennial uh, playoff team. Imagine it turns into a perennial play-in team. I mean that's just that that's just bad. That's just so oh, bad. Yeah. A perennial play-in team. You know, you you don't want to be that team. You want to be a team that doesn't need a play-in game. You want to be a team that doesn't need a, a, a you know a second chance. You know to get into the postseason. And look, I'm pretty sure the team will take it. Um, but nevertheless, yeah, I mean that's what this team has been these past few years. A perennial play-in team. We saw it near the at the bubble. We saw it last season. We're possibly going to see it again this season Uh, once again we're talking with michael jimenez he is our guest right here on lockdown spurs make sure to listen to him on halftime at san antonio sports star 1250 am 94.5 fm and on youtube just simply search uh, san antonio sports star and go to the page you can see michael in all his glory doing his thing every day we're gonna be having a fun topic with him in just a few minutes because he saw the new spider-man no way home movie with me over the weekend and uh, (laughs) he has he has an interesting take on the movie, and I am talking about the movie. You'll 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 see what we're talking about in a few minutes. Uh, let's go and wrap this up before we dive into some news and notes here, Michael. So basically, Michael Jimenez is saying, you know what? Yeah, let's let's not go the play in route. And I, I I agree with you. I I think this team does need to be built via the draft. That's the only way they're going to get back to prominence. And you know, you highlighted some of the names. I mean, you can even go a different route, even if they have to get aggressive and move up like they did with Kawhi Leonard and uh, the Pacers uh, a few years ago. So be it. I mean, that's just the history shows that this first team is built via the draft, whether they move up or draft well. That's the only way this team is going to get here. I mean, I, it's not like John Collins wanted to come to San Antonio, even though the Spurs had tons of money. He still said he still stayed in Atlanta. It's not like Kevin mm-hmm. Durant decided to jump ship and come to San Antonio. He went to Brooklyn. So play-in tournament, Michael Jimenez is saying pass. Is that correct? Yeah, hard pass, hard pass. And then we're seeing what the Spurs are doing with Thad Young right now, you know, where he's getting DNPs or he's getting out there for 45 I seconds know. a game. You know, so why would, why would a decent veteran want to come to San Antonio? I have come to the conclusion that the Spurs' salary cap is a figment of everyone's imagination. Saying, saying things like, oh, they have, ca- they have cap space. They have cap space. Great. Spurs had the second most cap space this past the offseason. The best they could do was Doug McDermott, who I like. I like Doug McDermott. But, I mean, that's not, you know, that's not what people hope for when you say that they're second or third most cap space, that that's the best you can do. So when the Spurs mm-hmm. are coming into this all- upcoming offseason and everyone's like, well, they've got cap space, well, great. No one wants to come here. So it has to be <laughs> built through the draft. It has to be built through yeah, the draft, absolutely. and it has to be built through the top five or six of the draft. I mean, because I would love to have had Scotty Barnes this past year, 
I would love oh to have goodness. had. Yeah. I would have. I would have loved to have had these players that go at four or five or six. There's a big difference. And a lot of times people look at me and go, "Oh, well, you know, Kawhi was a mid mid teen player, and you know, so was Devin Booker." I, I understand that you will have players, Jokic, and all them going in the second mm-hmm. round. It, but it's just one of those things where you have a better opportunity early on. And the Spurs, knowing that the Spurs front office is so good at scouting, I have a hard time believing that they're going to whiff if they get a top six pick. Yeah. Hard time believing that. I, I agree so with you there. Be- I mean, look what they're doing with Primo. I mean, so far, you know, the, it looks like they may have struck gold. Um, so put the put this Spurs brain trust in the top five. Yeah, yeah, you know, they exactly. they they can definitely work some magic. All right, let's go to transition now into our second segment, looking at uh, some news and notes that Michael Jimenez may have missed or you may have missed. So let's catch you up. Uh, The uh, Spurs, believe it or not, Michael, this is interesting. Even though they're, you know, the record doesn't reflect it, they're not winning titles, they are still among the most talked about NBA teams across the globe, according to uh, bookies.com. No shocker Mm -hmm. here. Uh, the one area of the globe that's talked about the most about the silver and black is the Virgin Islands. I wonder why, you know, Tim. <laughs> but are you surprised that the Spurs are still uh, among the most talked about NBA teams in the world? Not at all. You know, the Spurs uh, had a dynasty there that ran for 20 years. And on top of that, it was built on international players with Tim, Tony, Manu. You know, you had, you know, Fab Alberto and Tiago Splitter over yeah. the years, and you have all Patty these Mills, players. Yeah. Patty Mills, uh, Beto Udrich. I could, you know, we could name so many yep. uh, uh, players who were both stars and role players. And they were from all over, from Europe, from Australia, from, you know, the Caribbean, all over the place. And it's just one of those things where, you know, uh, I think that international, you know, other countries will look at the NBA and will identify better with organizations that kind of match them or, or is, is that, 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 that have an international flavor to them. And then on top of that, some of these players like Tony Parker, he's a star in France, man. Oh yeah. He's a star, he's a star over there. It's like I mean, the Beatles over there. Yeah. He's, he may be bigger over there than he is here in the United States. So that being said, I don't think that it's uh, uh, far fetched uh, to, to say that the Spurs are still popular internationally. We have great colors, by the way, man. I mean, whether you're doing the silver and black or you're doing the Fiesta colors, uh, you know, there's a lot of reasons why the Spurs are popular uh, worldwide. And, and uh, it, it's, it's cool to see. You know, it, it's fun to see. And uh, I'm, I'm glad that, that they're still getting that recognition, uh, even though it's been, you know, 70 years since the last title. You listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G. And you can also listen to all the latest episodes on that free 5G phone. The power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line. So your family can harness all that brain power too. And the power of one of America's largest 5G networks. So you can do it all at the speed of 5G. Without that money you're going to save and all that knowledge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save? Boost Mobile. Disclaimer, free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers coverages not available everywhere or for all phones and networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. 
In other Spurs news, Michael, the Spurs recently unveiled new Fiesta theme license plates. That's right. You can get, if you live in Texas, you can get yourself a Fiesta theme license plate. It's uh, basically, think of the court, Michael, the court when they have Fiesta nights. That's what it looks like. You know, the little um, tribal logo symbols kind of splashed everywhere with the uh, Spurs, um, you know, middle logo with the uh, Fiesta color. Are you going to get one? Is Michael Jimenez going to be driving around San Antonio, Texas in a Spurs Fiesta theme license plate? Dude, I just Google image that. Looks nice, man. It looks nice. So my wife and I are in the market for a new vehicle. So we have a couple of leases that are coming due in February and in April. So, you know, that's going to be the opportune time for me to kind of go, hey, babe, you know, it's got a black, <laughs> it, silver and black, you know, we're going to get a black vehicle. It's going to go, you know, it'll go then. Uh, I don't think I can do that just like on the fly, you know, just saying, hey, you know, I'm going to put it on my three-year-old vehicle. But a new vehicle, new attitude, it looks good, dude. I, I just imaged it right now. It looks nice. Yeah, it looks bad. And it doesn't look bad. Yeah, I, I definitely like it. I think a lot it's of Spurs subtle. fans. It's It's subtle. It's very subtle. This is not the first time the Spurs have done this. Uh, I think this is the second time they work with uh, Texas DPS with this. So, yeah, you definitely want to get yourself, if you're in Texas and you want to get yourself a uh, Spurs Fiesta theme license plate, go to kinsfi.com slash Spurs right now. You can't miss it. Big old image. <laughs> it's right there in your face. Uh, one other news item before we get into our thoughts about the Spider-Man movie. And that is, well, let me ask you something. Well, um, actually, rewind, rewind. Okay. So Tony Parker, he donated his plush animals collection to the San Antonio Zoo, and it's on display for Christmas. Would you have anything in your collection that you would donate to, like a zoo or a museum, Michael, uh, that you would be proud of to share with that the I world? That I would be proud of. To share with the world. You know, I mean, I think all guys collect something. You know, I know a lot of yeah. people collect toys. A lot of people collect, you know, the, I, I've never understood, I've never understood the collecting toys and leaving them in the box. I, I can't, I'll never understand it. <laughs> but uh, the only thing that I collect, I have nothing sexy that I collect, man. It's very nerdy, man. I collect silver coins. I collect, um, you know, things like that. Back in the day, though, I used to collect basketball jerseys. You know, oh, like, no, that's you know, cool. Well, that's very cool. I, I had a really nice collection in high school back in the day. Um, but that's that's the only thing I can think of. And by the way, one of them I found the other day. I was in my garage and I was cleaning out boxes and just throwing things away. And I found a Kevin Johnson jersey that I used to wear back in the early 90s. I was a big KJ fan. And back then it was a massive thing because, you know, back in the day, you know, you wore like really baggy clothes. Mm-hmm. And this thing was massive back in the day, but now I'm 44 years old and I'm throwing that sucker on and it fits a little snug, but it fits, <laughs> but it just shows the difference in size between when I was 14 and when I was 44. But uh, I would say that probably the coolest thing that I had that, that I had a collection of were these jerseys with like Kevin Johnson and Sean Kemp and, uh, you know, uh, Clyde Drexler and, and those players from the 90s. Uh, I wish I still had most of them. I, I could only find the KJ one. Uh, but uh, that was the coolest thing that I ever collected. You know, that is that is not a bad collection to have. I mean, sports jerseys, basketball jerseys, that's that's good. That's something I would be definitely proud of to donate to share with the world. For me, would be my uh, Star Wars collection. I think I yeah. would love to share that with somebody. I mean, I, I, I think I have my own museum already. I mean, just built. You know, with the amount of <laughs> Yes, I do keep things in the box still. I still have things in the box. Um, I'll never but, get it, man. Uh, I'll never understand that. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, oh, that was definitely way, something he, I would. What's up? If you hear uh, hustle and bustle behind me, I am now inside North Star Mall uh, because I got to get my wife a Christmas gift, and I am like only got like a couple of days left, man, and I I completely failed her on this. So I'm out and about right now shopping for Christmas gifts. So good time. Yeah, that's something I don't have to worry about. I, I'm not married. I don't have a wife. So <laughs> I, I'm good. I'm, I'm good with that. Um, and finally, Michael Jimenez and I, we went to go see the new Spider-Man, Spider-Man excuse me, uh, movie, yeah. uh, No Way Home. And, um, you know, throughout the movie, you know, uh, there's a lot of react. You know, there's a lot of reaction for me when certain cameos were made. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody. Um, right. I had hard reactions to some scenes. Um, They're very, you know, good scenes, you know, and sad scenes and action-packed scenes. Um, the Michael Jimenez made a comment at the end of the movie and that, that was hilarious. But if I say it, it'll give away the movie, so I'm not going to say it. But okay. <laughs> if anything that Michael Jimenez was reacting to wasn't Spider-Man, wasn't Doctor Strange, it wasn't even the big brawls they had. It was the fact that he cannot get over his crush of Marissa Tomei. Michael, you were just losing it throughout the entire movie. It's so funny, man. Every time there was like a fight scene and everything, you were getting all excited. And every time Marissa Tomei was on the screen, I'd grab you by the arm like, oh, my God, look at her. <laughs> uh, Marissa Tomei fell in love with, obviously, with my cousin Vinny back in the late 80s. And I'm just thinking about it. I'm like, man, how old was she then? She had to have been in her mid to late twenties. Oh and you yeah. Go back, yeah. and now she's she's now 57 years old, and she is still a knockout, complete knockout. And uh, wow, I was, um, yeah, that was the best part of it. And I and and you know how I do the movie reviews on yeah uh, on halftime, and I do them on Wednesdays and whatnot. And you you looked at me, and you're like what's the grade going to be? And I told you, I said, it has Marissa Tomei in it. It's automatically a B plus or higher. And, uh, oh my gosh, she's so beautiful. She's, I, I, when you, when you she's told a me knockout. How, you told me how old she was during the movie. Because I, I didn't know how old she was. I think you whispered to me like, hey, you know, you know she is this old. I didn't believe you. I was like, what? Oh. I go, no way. And you're like, yeah. She's it's timeless, like, dude. Timeless. Is, and is it just me? She got better with age. They got oh, most age. most definitely, most definitely. Yeah. You know, and you know, there's certain things going on. I'm sure coloring of hair and whatnot happens, right? It's all it's all good in the hood. But uh, yeah, man, she um, uh, she's just uh, just just beams when she's out <laughs> there. And I and I know I saw her in uh, King of Staten Island recently, and uh, it, there's just something about. You should see her, her. In, in in the in the wrestler. She did good in that job. Yeah, in that movie too. Yeah. And and you know what's funny about Marissa Tomei is that whenever you talk about like celebrity crushes with your significant other, mm. there's some that just make you there's some that you say that might make your wife or girlfriend uh, upset. Yeah. But with her, I think everybody, ma- male, female, just universally like they loves get her. it. They they get it. Like okay, we get that. Yeah. Like they understand. Yeah. They 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 understand that it's it's her. And like you mentioned, she's timeless. And yeah, I get it. But yeah, look forward to Michael Jimenez's uh, review of the new Spider-Man No Way From Home movie on Halftime. Tell us about Halftime. When can they hear that review? Uh, well, they'll probably be at, at the beginning of the year, to be honest with you. It's a short week mm-hmm. this week. We have bowl games uh, that ESPN uh, airs on our station. So uh, I have a short week this week and be going on vacation, but I come back uh, next week. Uh, so I only have two shows this week. Uh, but next week we're back, you know, we're back for good, I guess you could say. 
but you know, our show is it's sports, pop culture, um, it's nostalgia. It's talking about things like Marissa Tomei and uh, <laughs> just you know we we air it out with like a, I mean I'm, I swear today I'm gonna have like a 15 minute conversation about her today. Uh, just you know it's it's a fun show. I mean it's, it's not Debbie de- Downer dedicated to her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We we try to be an uplifting show when it comes to things and try to be realistic and talking about the Cowboys and the Spurs and UTSA football and Longhorns and Aggies and all that stuff. But we talk a lot about pop culture as well and just. Uh, Things that are nostalgic in nature that make us go back in time. And it, it's a fun show. It's interactive. We have a, a lot of people who react to us on, on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. It's a really good, uh, it's a really good time, man. It's, 12, it's from 12 to 2, Monday through Friday, on the San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5 FM. Make sure to tune in and follow Michael on Twitter at MikeESPNSA. Follow me on Twitter at JeffGSpursKens5. Uh, check out kensfi.com slash Spurs. We've got a lot of stuff going on for, even from yesterday uh, from what the teams have to say after the game versus the Kings, what the team had to say versus the uh, Clippers, um, even uh, what a former Spur had to say about his time with Greg Popovich and him not only impacting him, but also his son and so much more. It's there for you over at kensfi.com slash Spurs. And we thank you for making Lockdown Spurs your first listen each and every day. And the Spurs, well, they got, the, they got the Clippers last night, so check out Locked On Clippers, see what they have to say about the game. So for Michael Jimenez, I am Jeff Garcia. We're putting a lock of this episode of Locked On Spurs. Hey.